this is the Stormy Willow Podcast, a light-hearted, balanced examination of the paranormal. Hello, everybody out there in listener land. Me, Sarah. And me, Adele. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Adele? Are you surviving? Uh, the retrograde's been rough. Uh, you know, our dryer broke. Our AC units started leaking. Our dog, we thought, was going to die and had to go to the emergency vet. Um, we have a piece of metal and the tire of our brand new car. And I have eczema on the back of my ear. <laughs> no! Well, I too have had a really retrograde of a week. People, that just fucking sucked. Like, it's just anything, any kind of communication with anybody on the planet. It's just been really difficult this week. Very difficult this week. Probably even including myself. <laughs> I've been such a grumpy little asshole. It's just, I have felt it. Like, your forecast last week was spot on. It has not been a good week at yeah. all. But you know what I did to make me happy, though? What? I ordered more Kripkins. <laughs> God, Adele, how many is this now? I got a mystery three pack and it just arrived right before the show. Do you want me to open them now? Yes. I'm so obsessed. Yes. yes. All right. Do we want to see what the first one is? Yeah, let's see. I'm dying to see. Oh, I forgot they wrap them in like this green paper. So it's really a mystery. Yes. This is the one I was wanting. It's the Jersey Devil. Oh, he's so cute! I love the Jersey Devil. It's JD. Aww. JD. All right, let's see who else we got. I don't want to spend too much time opening these things. She does. Don't let her fool you. Okay, that's true. <laughs> All right. Any any guesses for who's next? Um, I'm gonna say Mothman. No, it's Cthulhu. And also, we have not covered that no. one. All right, last one. Last one. I'm trying to spread the joy to all you guys. It's retrograde. Oh my gosh, right? Cute little cryptids. Cute little cryptids. What a great right. idea. Let's see what we have here. Oh, Messy. I think it's Chipacabra. I think. Yeah. Very cute. Now the I big question them. is, which one would you like? Jersey Devil. You want the you want JD? No, but you love JD. I feel me. We can JD. share custody. We can share custody if you want. I'll send JD home with mom because okay. mom's visiting next week. That'd be cool. I do. I love JD. But right. I mean, I feel bad. I know how much you love JD too. I will let you have JD. That's true love. And whenever you're feeling gloomy, just cuddle JD. Okay done well i mean i'm gonna have several more weeks to probably yeah. be able See, to follow jd retrograde tears will let october 2nd so. you need jd so i, I will send really you jd do need jd for sure i believe and if you haven't listened to that episode it's a great one by the way yeah the jersey devil let's say um so since we're kind of talking about things that bring us joy in this horrific um retrograde we're living through so I had one good day last week and it was Saturday. <laughs> and so our friend Matt, he's an artist and he just does like really creepy, cool art. And I have, um, I've tagged him on our social. So if you're into uh, seeing what he has, like he just does really amazing work. But I met a guy there, um, Alexander Anderson, and he was going through Matt's work. He's an artist as well and a nurse, and he's also a podcaster. And so we chatted and had such a great time. And he has an amazing podcast I listened to this week, and it's called Nurse Brew. And I've put a link to on our um, Instagram as well. It's so cool. It's like, so it's such a smart podcast. So they'll talk about any kind of medical thing, like going on. Like the one I listened to is called Butt or Gut. And there was like a debate, like <laughs> if you have fat, like in certain areas, does it mean like, there's this thing that's saying like, if you have fat in your butt, that you're smarter than other people. Really? But yeah, so like any kind of weird science story like that, Alex investigates and tells you 
the science. So it's totally for science nerds like ourselves. And then he does another section where um, nurses from all over the globe can kind of vent and tell their story. So he told like a truly horrifying story that I listened to today as well. Uh, um, just the stuff that nurses go through. Like it's, it's intense. It's really intense. You know, they podcast. sick people and hungry people are the worst. And so, they get it all there. Hats off to our nurses. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you so much. And Alex is just such a fun, talented, awesome guy. And I wanted just to give a shout out to his podcast. He um, is going to start listening to some Stormy Willow, too. And he's uh, spent some time um, in New Orleans, so he has some good stories he wants us to send our, or wants to send our way. And I've told him to please. We would love to research it. So I just want to give a shout out to him and Matt and just, you know, the people in the world that are doing, making this world a better place like them, just through art and science and just, you know, being freaking good people. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. So if you're looking for um, a cool podcast, it's like, it's really, it's great. It's so brilliant. It's really, really good. And if you are a nurse or in the medical field and you have a crazy story, you can uh, send it to Alex and <laughs> he'll talk about it on the show. So We should probably get him and mom to That's check. exactly what I told him. I was like, I... I really think mom would love your show and mom has a ton of stories so (laughs) that would be awesome so yeah just wanted to give those two shout outs as you guys are definitely bright spots in my gloomy week (laughs) they're they're your own personal cryptkins (laughs) they're my you're my crypt my crypt i can't say it cryptkins cryptkin cryptkins cryptkins you're my crypt there you go you got it (laughs) that's not a very easy word to say (laughs) you're my jersey devils how about that there you go everybody needs a little jd in their life not the truth (laughs) oh my gosh so um can you believe that it's like the middle of spooky season i need time to just slow down because it's going too fast oh yeah and there's no stopping with the fun events coming up for this whole spooky yeah. season. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. They just keep getting better and better. All right. So first up, we have Supernatural Convention, Kansas, um, which I don't know why it's called Kansas, because it's actually in Missouri, but it's in what Kansas City. <laughs> that is next weekend, September 23rd through the 25th. Nice. Uh, there's Necronomicon 2022. I love Whoa, that name. that name. It is next weekend, September 23rd through the 25th in Tampa, Florida. So, oh, Dad, fun time. Dad yeah. maybe you should hit that up. Yeah, Dad, you should. And last but not least, we have Spooky Spectacle 2022. <laughs> that is September 24th through the 25th in Granbury, Texas. Granbury. All right. I don't know if I really want to go to Texas or Florida right now, but that's cool. Okay. <laughs> They have <laughs> spooky stuff going on for the weirdos in those states. So that's right. That's night. right. Because there's good people everywhere. I mean, like I, I'm a resident of South Carolina, so yeah, <laughs> I get it. We got to stick together. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. So much fun. I yeah. just, I'm so excited. I just feel like I look forward to spooky season all year and it just goes so freaking fast and I hate that. I'm like, I still have so many, we still got to get our movie list out for Halloween. Yeah. I, I was um, going to publish that the first. Of yeah. Adele and I have compiled a list of our favorites and they're, um, it's so funny how they're so different, but then we, there's so many that are the same. So yeah. <laughs> we've got quite a variety for you. <laughs> I think you like more of the cutesy Halloween, which Indeed. I appreciate and like some of that, but I also like horror. Yeah, you can definitely tell which ones are Adele's and which ones are mine. But then we've had some that are both. Like, yeah, like Gremlins. I mean, yes. sorry, Critters. I, I had to remove Gremlins from my list for something else. Christmas, yeah. Because I do kind of count that as a Christmas movie, personally. That's our that's our Christmas movie. Yeah, that and Roadhouse. And Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says the holidays like getting kicked in the crotch, the opening credits, you know? like That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Well, so it's middle of September. Seasons are changing. Does it get better? Listen, you ready? Are you ready? I do have some hope for you guys. I have some hope, some relief, hopefully. All right, so here's our forecast for this week, September 19th through September the 25th. 
So as we know, September is a month of transition. We're transitioning in from summer to fall. And um, with that, I've got some good news for you. Like starting um, on Sunday, you know, it's going to be a really great time to, to create, learn, and teach. So it might be a really good time to take some of those frustrations and do something creative with them. Um, so that's not terrible news. Um so September the 22nd will be in the fall equinox. So fall will officially begin and the sun is going to enter Libra at 9.04 PM Eastern daylight um, time. And for the next month, it's going to be in Libra. So that's going to really ramp up your creative will. So be ready to really create, which, you know, that's all right. Like creation is good, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you can, um, I thought this was really beautiful too. Um, you can expect to see more aesthetic um, appreciation around you. And I love this. You can expect some more harmony and balance coming your way. So I think okay. we could all freaking use that. And um, today's horoscope was brought to you by Astro Shaman. And these people were like legit. Like it took me, it took me a long time just to get that out of it because they're so precise with like degrees and measurements and holy cow, <laughs> it was really intense. <laughs> they did not dummy it down for me. So that's my dummy down version. You guys are freaking amazing. I think every time I do the forecast, Adele and I are like have a new respect for astrology and it's mind blowing. I love it. I but also, you, I think you enjoy it a little more than I do because sometimes I'm like, I don't fucking understand this. So I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to read it. <laughs> well, it's like, I totally enjoy it and I don't get it. Just kind of like quantum physics. Like, it's the same thing. I enjoy it. I really don't get it, but I think it's so free. Like, I want to be smart and know it, but I, maybe one day. Maybe that will be what I create <laughs> or maybe go. someone will teach me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I did want to, because we are entering into the fall equinox, I looked up um, from our friends at um, not YouTube, um, TikTok. Ah, I'm sure it's on YouTube as well. But I looked social up media some, something. one of those social media things. I looked up like rituals that you could do to bring in uh, the fall equinox. And so I've got three things that you can do this Thursday that might be a really nice um, universal symbolism for you as we head into a different season. Um, the first one is just to simply reflect on how much you've grown between summer and now. So that that was the last equinox. So just think about this, uh, not summer really, I'm sorry, spring. So from spring to now, what's changed? How have you grown? What are some areas that you're like, eh, I wish I would have done this differently, but just really reflect on the good things, things that you're grateful for, things that you've harvested in your life, if you will. And then the second, is to let go like a leaf, like, you know, the leaves are going to start falling soon. So anything that doesn't serve you anymore, let it go. I mean, maybe you want to write that on a leaf and let it go, you know, um, but don't carry that into the new, the new season with you. And then lastly, um, right now with the equinox, this is the most balanced um, between daylight and darkness. And so find that balance in your life with the equinox, try to find that balance between work, fun, all the things you have to do and, you know, maybe get grounded, uh, just whatever brings you balance and joy. So those are three fun things you can do this Thursday to bring in the fall. That's much better than last week's forecast. It's much better than last week. Now, I mean, I know we're still going to be dealing with retrograde for what, a little over two more weeks, but maybe it will lighten up a little bit. So maybe yeah. I know this week, I feel like, I feel like, the game dodgeball except for I was the only one in the center getting hit <laughs> I was like I'm the only yeah. target is how I felt this week it's just I'm physically exhausted and mentally just drained and I don't think I'm alone in that and I feel it and with me all that crud I mentioned at the top of the show like all of that was like in just like two days <laughs> I was just like you have to be kidding me <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah I know we've kind of dealt with stuff like that too like we've been trying to get a fence for like two years now we thought we were so close and we've had to start all the way from scratch again so maybe maybe you need to let that go <laughs> maybe I just need to let that fence go I'm just write that on the leaf like you know what <laughs> it's just not gonna happen or just let go getting a permit and just build it anyway and be like do it anyway didn't like, know I didn't know like I have 10,000 emails from you yes you do I'm like let me my email attacked <laughs> I've never yeah. been this. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Ursula. 
Wait, are you talking about Ursula? Uh, yeah, so um, Adele and I were talking at the top of the hour. Uh, as we, we like to chit-chat before we get on here. And uh, somebody named Ursula had my phone or, or given out my number. And if you don't listen to this podcast very much or you don't know me, then you know I'm like uber liberal. And so whoever Ursula is, is like an ex- like mega GOP or <laughs> I just got a a text message for Donald Trump and then yesterday from his kid and I told Adele I'm like I really want these messages to end but at the same time it's kind of good to see like oh god like what are they up to now so we can be prepared you know like I had I had written this really nasty reply like I'm not Ursula and I hate you and blah 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 I'm like wait no maybe I could use this information you know to protect my family and friends I don't know (laughs) <laughs> it feels slimy just having the text or for nothing else sheer entertainment value <laughs> and fear factor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so yeah i mean that's that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna be ursula i'll be my ultra ego there you go <laughs> okay that must have been ursula that's okay. ursula merriweather <laughs> ursula again again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that's what's been going on. So you were the spinner of the wheel last time, and if I remember correctly, it was presenter's choice. It was. Any what guesses? Bigfoot. Nope. I always go with Bigfoot. Have you noticed? I have. The it's Simpsons. Not the Simpsons. You know, like how they predict the future. Yeah. Shows predict the future. No, I didn't go with that. That's a good one, though. That's a good one. Um, I don't know. I give in. Well, with it being spooky season, Ooh, yay. I went with zombies. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. This is okay, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, boy, oh, is this a yeah. All right. So before I get started, I do want to give credit to my sources. So I used history.com, duke.edu, the school. That's okay. Great. I was like, all right, Duke, Duke. University. Big blue, that's, that's Adele's favorite basketball team. My Blue Devils. Um, travelnoir.com, nature.com, and ranker.com. Ranker. <laughs> not a <Lanka. laughs> if we have any uk friends out there i'm sorry i just did that <laughs> but you know what is coming to mind though so many things are coming to mind that i'll use the zombies but one of my all-time favorites and we need to add it to the list sean of the dead that is a good one oh, oh, shit. No. that's not on my list, not on my list oh, neither is zombie land that's also a good one Damn it. it. I keep having to redo my list. Yeah. Mm. 31 days just isn't enough. That's why, like, no, it's not. That's Mm -hmm. why I also make my spooky season September, October, and November, and pretty much December, too. Like, this year I told Steven, like, if you're going to do Christmas stuff, that I'm putting doing another Halloween tree or something. Because it's just not enough. And then I'll move into, like, Gremlins, Nightmare Before Christmas, the Christmas Halloween maybe like krampus yes <laughs> yeah. it might be a way i enjoy the holidays a little more there we go it'd be a little um, more enjoyable for me <laughs> i definitely watch all of these movies all year round myself yeah yeah uh love it so to the winchester let's go <laughs> um, and if you've never watched Shaun of the dead you're probably like what the Fuck, it's a matter of if you never watched Shaun of the Dead, you're probably living under a rock. Like, yeah, or you were probably not the podcast, or you me. were raised Church of God, <laughs> like <laughs> we were as kids. So rebel and go watch it; it's really good. It's hilarious. It's the classic. Um. So is that so that I take it that's what comes to mind when you think of zombies? Yeah, it is actually hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Am I wrong? <laughs> Actually, I was educated a bit. <laughs> okay. Because that is like, I, I've dressed up like a zombie like many years. And yeah. that's how I do it, man. So definitely very much in especially United States pop culture, we do think of movies like that and zombies who are 
lifted from the dead and want to eat brains and, yeah. and things like that. Um, it's a very interesting tale I'm about to tell. <laughs> I interrupt my world. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Um, Got my second ultra, so I'm ready. Here we go. So, um, even people back as late as, or I guess as early, I think about their distance from us, as early as ancient <laughs> Greece seemed to have maybe feared possible zombies or the undead. Oh, um, yeah. There, there are graves from this era in which the bodies were pinned down with heavy objects. So, it definitely seems that they wanted people to make to... sure they stayed underground. They did. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Back. Um, Fair enough. As far as cultures go, whenever you think about zombies, I think most of us think of Haiti. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so we're going to kind of go down the narrative of Haitian zombies, because that really does seem to be more of the origin. Um, and this has been a part of their folklore since like the 17th century. Wow. Um, so one part of that that might be an origin, which sounds pretty likely to me, um, in the 17th century, West African slaves were sent to Haiti to work on sugarcane plantations. And voodoo is a West African-based religion and is practiced in places with West African heritage, including Haiti and the Caribbean, as well as Brazil and the South in the United States. So it was fun that you brought up New Orleans at the top of That's the That's what show. I was thinking. See, <laughs> at, at, what do we call that? Uh... It's like a Yeah, a little. That's right. It was you were talking about. You were talking about New Orleans, and look at the story you picked. Yeah, and um, so practitioners of voodoo, some of them really do believe that zombies are real, and they do believe that they are created by bokors, which are essentially voodoo sorcerers. Oh, okay, okay. So a lot of French influence in this. So a lot of the names I'm going to say are French. Um. I don't want to get too heavy into the history because this isn't a voodoo episode as much as it is a zombie episode, but you right. kind of can't separate the two. But I think it was French, the, the French who were doing all the sugarcane plantations at this gotcha. time. So there's a lot of right. French influence. Um, so this is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about zombification. Okay, let's do it. Let's get so into it. how do these bocors make zombies? All right, we're ready for this. So in the voodoo religion, Bokors have the power to create and control zombies. And there might be a little bit of nuance from Bokor to Bokor, such as like if they use a voodoo doll or if they use blood or hair from the victim. Okay. But there's always a mystical mixture made. And this like powdery concoction Includes animal parts, herbs, bones, and other like really spooky ingredients, like Ew. sometimes even lizards and spiders and things like that. Okay, all right. Um, and this concoction is called coup de poudre. It's it means powder strike, and it's administered to the victim either by ingesting it, injecting them, or even through a blow dart. Oh God! Yeah, like oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then according to Dr. Nathan S. Klein, who we we're gonna get to shortly, so just put a pin in that. Okay. Um, this is the general process for zombification. So that's when it begins. In Haiti, at least. You're you're attacked with this powder potion. Yes. So once the mixture is administered, the victim is immobilized, has oh. a faint heartbeat. And their breathing slows so much that the victim seems dead. This happens in only a matter of minutes. It, this is how potent this powder is that they make. Yeah. And the most off. horrifying part is the victim is completely conscious the whole time, but catatonic. So oh, they can't move. no. So your, your mind is completely awake and aware. But you appear dead. But you appear dead. So you basically get buried alive. That's yes. like my worst fear. So the next step is the victim is then declared dead and then buried. Um, the bakur digs up the body and the body must be recovered within eight hours of burial or the victim will suffocate. So usually the victims in these cases are buried the same day that they pass. 
which seems kind of fast to me in the United States, right? Like, I feel like it takes forever. It has to be, like, embalmed and all that stuff here. Yeah. So it it sounds reasonable that this is enough time to do this stuff and rituals that need to be done. Do you know what this makes me think of? And I don't know if you or any of our our listeners will recall, but our grandma, Lou, was obsessed with the days of our lives. Like we watched that, like anytime it was one o'clock, it's like, you better (laughs) shut your mouth. And so obviously we got into it as well. And there was an episode where I believe it was Carly and Bo. Carly was buried alive. Like like evil Vivian had like the little walkie talkie in there with her like, got you now and like Bo somehow figured it out and that episode has horrified me all these years and that's what I'm kind of thinking of right now I kind of forgot completely about that until you mentioned it but yes you remember it haunted you yeah I do remember that it was just like a big shocker too right it was like on the cover of tv guide and stuff it was the big deal it's like I mean did they did Stefano get her this time you know and Man, it was intense, but that's what I'm kind of thinking about. But remember Bo, her husband or boyfriend, like they were on or off again, like the whole show. But he was like, I know she's not dead. And they're like, oh, Bo, you just you gotta let you her go. You just think she's not dead. Yeah. And then Vivian's like the whole time, like, got her. Oh, okay. What that's what I'm thinking of. Like, oh, that's pretty rough, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. So. After the Bokor digs up the body, they perform a rift. Bo and Bokor. Ooh, that's spooky. Oh, sorry. All these synchronicities this episode. Yeah. Um, so they perform a writ, and this writ is supposed to capture the victim's T-Bonange, which is a part of the soul directly connected to the person. So they're kind of snatching their soul. Shit. And separating it from their body. So, in order to do this, there's two ways you can go about it. One, this can can be done within seven days following the death of the victim. Um, well, so the thought is that that spirit is still hovering around the corpse over those first seven days, and then uh, if you're sorcerer, you can capture that soul. Firefly! Oh my god, it's kind of like Soul Patrol. Yeah, yeah. Dream Team. Um. Another way, which sounds actually much easier, <laughs> is you can spread poisons in the formation of a cross on the threshold of the victim's doorway. Um, I suppose if they have like family or don't live alone, that wouldn't be the easiest, but that would probably be the one I would prefer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but either method splits the spiritual part of the victim um and forms two types of zombies so it's the spiritual zombie and the physical zombie oh jesus this is intense yeah this is very elaborate and complex so next once the spirit is captured the bokor traps the spirit in a clay jar or other container and they replace the spirit with the loa or a different spirit um whichever the bokor controls so it's kind of like conducting a possession it's like the most like it controls the spirit one of the spirits the core maybe has a spirit or multiple spirits that they have control over and then they're essentially replacing your soul with the soul of that spirit Uh, i don't like that this is really dark i know Um, The container is then wrapped in a piece of the victim's clothing or personal possession and hidden in a secret place that only the Bokor knows. And then after one to two days, the Bokor revives the victim and keep them in a state of submission and confusion via administering a hallucinogenic mixture called zombie's cucumber. Which (laughs) sounds delightful. That sounds very threatening. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like a great party drink what are you drinking zombies it's like a mojito with some poison yeah with a little <laughs> bit of poison <laughs> oh god okay yeah. so at this point the zombie can't speak and has no member n- memory or resemblance of their personality when they were alive okay so this, this is starting to get like the zombies we might be familiar with that whole yeah. like 
they're just kind of a shell of a person. Yeah, okay. And at this point, now the zombie is easy to control and can be used to perform slave labor or any oh, other bidding yeah. for the Bokor until so the they're practice- like a robot, really, and the Bokor is the controller. Yes. So this continues until the practitioner, the Bokor, either dies or releases the zombie. Um, and in most cases, if the zombie is released, it goes back to where it originally died and dies again, finally. Oh. So pretty heavy and dark, right? Yes. I mean, I just thought you basically got bit by one and or, you know right this is so different from our pop culture kind of knowledge of yeah. it and it's we can get into that with theories like i sure think, i think pop culture kind of blends vampires and zombies a little bit yeah i could see that oh my god this is awful i mean but this is just i want to remind everybody that in haiti like this is very much real like this is a part of everyday culture like zombies are real yeah they really are real (laughs) we will get back to that in just a minute is really kind of scary and yet fascinating and fascinating but like it's very scary yes very dark and um, i guess we see it that way but mm -hmm. i mean i wouldn't want anyone to do that to me (laughs) from someone i loved and actually what I think is interesting with Haitian zombies is they're actually pretty harmless. They're kind of docile and kind of like just like in a daze. And they're just know? like walking around. Well, usually they're put on like manual labor kind of things, like working on a plantation or doing things that are really physically so intensive, but they just. They're not like out to get you necessarily once they become a zombie. Like we right. see, like they're not really trying to feed. Yeah, they're not trying to feed at all. It's just like okay. they have no sense of who they are as a person. A feeling. They're like a, they're a robot. Pretty they're much. pretty much a robot. Yeah, they're pretty much just the shell of the person that they used to be, but still technically back from the dead. Makes sense. I'm following. I'm tracking. Okay. Yeah, and um, this is interesting, and this will come back in theories as well. Um, apparently, when Haitian zombies are fed salt their senses and personality will begin to return. And this sometimes, that sometimes can set them off into like a rage in which they attack their Bokor who created them or this sends them back to their burial site for their final death. So kind of like interesting because you know, like with witch circles and stuff, like a protection assault, like a salt circle, it's to protect you from evil. So it's interesting that that yeah plays in there so i think the sodium is important and we'll come back to that later sodium got it so now do you want to hear some cases of some real live zombies my gosh yes of course okay so this first story is definitely very important to what comes later and kind of links back to that doctor i mentioned early um dr klein so just put a pin in that so this story involves this man named Clarivis Narcisse. Um, he was Haitian-born in 1922. In 1962, Clarivis uh, was sent to an American-operated medical staff at Schweitzer Hospital. So I think that's important because in Haitian culture, zombies are so in the psyche of everyone, but these are Americans that you know aren't very familiar with the it's- culture. Yeah, it's just like pop culture. Maybe not even as much in that time. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe a little is, bit. Probably this is way before Night of the Living da- Dead or any of that yeah. influence on our so, society. No, so, maybe not. So zombies aren't really like a well-known thing to Americans at this time, right? Um, he had a severe fever, fatigue, and was coughing up blood. Oh no! So he was very sick. He was pronounced. Uh, dead shortly after admission by two American doctors. Um, he was then put in the morgue for two days God. Oh, and God. then buried. Um, and they also kept impeccable records at this hospital. So all of this is documented. Right. And then, so that was 1962. Then in 1980, he returned to Lestir where he contacted his sister 
confirming his identity with her and other villagers by knowing childhood nicknames and personal information only he would know. So, so he was dead and buried in 1962 and then just appears back in his village alive in 1980. He claimed that a Bokor did the zombification ritual on him and forced him to work on a sugar plantation. So there goes that manual labor stuff. Yeah. Apparently he was forced to eat a paste. Um, then the steps above that I mentioned with the whole zombification ritual were performed. And he claims to have been on a sugar plantation with others like him until the Bokor died. And that ended the drugging of them. Whoa. Um, quote, the villagers believed his story and thus he was considered to be a living zombie. There are even photographs of Clarivus, sorry, Clarivus sitting on top of his own tombstone. Shut your mouth. No. From which he had allegedly been exhumed decades prior. Isn't that creepy as shit? That, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So this is a more recent one. It's about pigs. Oh. All right, here we go. And this is just a full quote from, uh, I think, nature.com. So just stuff going on with experimentation with pigs. And it's creepy. So researchers have restored circular and cellular activity in the vital organs of pigs such as the heart and brain, one hour after the animal died. Creepy. The research challenges the idea that cardiac death, which occurs when blood circulation and oxygenation stops, is irreversible and raises ethical questions about the definition of death. So that's already scary. Like, both of these stories are kind of like, were they really dead? Are we really defining death correctly? That um, is fucking horrifying. Yes. Like, um, you could totally still be alive while you're being cremated or embalmed. Right. Right. It's creepy. Oh, um, uh, that's one so, of the things that scares me the most about death, if you want to know the truth. Is that you're not really dead? Yeah, thanks for bringing that. Thanks for these examples <laughs> Yeah, it's a puzzling question. Um, there's more. So the book okay. follows 2019 by the same scientists in which they revive the disembodied brains of pigs four hours after the animals died, calling into question the idea that brain death is final. So in the work published on August 3rd in Nature, Researchers connected pigs that had been dead for one hour to a system called Organ X that pumped a blood substitute throughout the animal's bodies. The solution containing the animal's blood and 13 compounds such as anticoagulants slowed the decomposition of the bodies and quickly restored some organ function, such oh. as heart contraction and activity in the liver and kidneys. Shut Although Organ X helped to preserve the integrity of some brain tissue, researchers did not observe any coordinated brain activity that would indicate the animal had regained any consciousness or sentience. So essentially true zombies. Like um, brain dead, still I a heartbeat. Lie. Creepy, right? Like this is yeah. science. <laughs> oh my God, Adele. And then um, I have two more, three more, three more zombie stories. Um, just kind of paint a picture here. Um, I'm just calling this one Florida, man. Florida, man. Because <laughs> Florida, what a wild, crazy place. So this is a case where this college student, Austin Horuff, uh, he was 19 years old in August 2016. He was at a restaurant with his parents in Jupiter, Florida. And he stormed away, apparently angry about the service being too slow. Okay. So maybe he was hangry. Um, a couple in a nearby neighborhood were just sitting in their garage with the door open, enjoying their evening, like a lot yeah. of people in South do. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Haruf drifted into their neighborhood and pulled a switchblade knife on them and stabbed them to death. <gasps> okay, we're a little more than angry. A little more than angry. And then a neighbor called 911 after he was stabbed while trying to intervene. Oh, God. Uh, the police found Haruf naked, growling, grunting, and ripping chunks of flesh from the dead couple's bodies. No. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. They used multiple stun guns and a police dog and couldn't stop him from eating the bodies. Um, it finally took three police officers to physically full, like pull him off and restrain him. Um, and what's odd, I assume bath salts or something, right? Because that was kind of going on. That was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but prior to this night, uh, he was a good student and seemed completely stable. And in his toxicology report, there was nothing. It was clean. No and, drugs or nothing. And officials say that he showed no signs of using substances like bath salts. Yeah. It's like, what, the what happened? <laughs> what the hell? It's creepy, right? So we still don't know what made him do this? No. Like he doesn't even know. I don't think so. I'm sure he's like in jail or like Well yeah, but I'm saying like I wonder like I did know. he ever have any kind of recollection or had any more of this stuff happen or I the urges? article didn't say. Oh but my god. It sounds like it's kind of a mystery as to or they're still trying to like figure out what's going what happened. That's terrible. That's terrible. And then um, just two more. I'll keep them short. And then there was this uh, creepy kid. I'm just going to say it was a two-year-old. His name was Kevin Santos. And he was pronounced dead at a hospital in Belém, Brazil. So he was preserved in an airtight body bag for three hours while the family prepared for his wake. And during the wake, his body started moving. Mm-mm. He sat up and asked his dad for some water. Mm-mm. And then seconds later, he fell over dead again. Um, and they took him back to the hospital where he was there again, pronounced dead. I'm sorry. I cannot even fathom that. Like, did they have like a second wake? I I would be so like just mentally destroyed I, at that, that point. That story just had already mentally destroyed me. Yeah, like I can't even imagine. Mom has talked about things like that happening sometimes in the morgue, like the body's like jumping up because it's just reflexes. But, but is it? To be like, Dad, can I have some water? Yeah. Like I've never heard of them talking. Oh, and then drop back dead again. So freaking creepy. I can't. I can't, I, I don't even know where to begin with that. Okay. All right, and this is the last one. And I think her name is Fee. It's just F I. Um, And this was in either 96 or 97. And uh, a 30-year-old woman passed away from an illness. She had like a really bad fever. Um, She was buried in her family tomb next to her house the same day that she passed. Three years later, a friend found her wandering near the village. Her mother, seven-year-old daughter, siblings, friends, husband, and priest all confirmed her identity by a facial mark. So they were like, we know that's her. She had like a birthmark or something. But she was mute and unable to feed herself. So she was like a completely different person. Um, Her parents accused her husband of zombifying her because she had an affair. And the court granted them permission to open her tomb, which was only full of rocks. The body was missing. So it does seem like it was really her. Stop it. Um, she was admitted to a psychiatric hospital and was later diagnosed with catatonic schizophrenia. Now, catatonic schizophrenia is a form of schizophrenia in which you get kind of stuck in positions. Like, it, it affects your movement. Right. And um, they pronounced her dead? Yeah. Well, years before. Um, right. But the but question that- is, if she had catatonic schizophrenia, how did she open her tomb? Yeah. That, none of that makes sense. I'm sorry. So, oh, those are God. some zom- real-life zombie cases. That really freaks me out. <laughs> those are really fucking spooky, Adele. Yeah. So, now I'm going to talk about the zombie project. 
Wow, the zombie project. What? Yes. So if you remember, I mentioned Dr. Nathan Klein earlier on in the episode. Um, This also connects to Narcisse, the first zombie I told you about in Haiti. Okay. Um, This is kind of bringing this all together. So Dr. Nathan Klein was contacted by Dr. Lamarck Dion in 1981. Um, Lamarck Dion was a Haitian-born psychiatrist and kept records of all the reported zombies uh, since 1961. Mm. And uh, Nathan Klein, I think he was... I know he was an MD, but I think he was into like developing medications, like pharmacology kind of stuff. Um, so he, um, by he, I mean, Duyon thought zombies were real, but they were created with drugs, not magic. And whenever this case of Narcisse occurred and went public, it kind of confirmed the theory he was thinking. Remember whenever Narcisse said that he was like fed a paste? Paste, yeah. Yes. So this this is what launched the zombie project. Ooh, um, yeah. So this was a study of the origins of zombies in Haiti between 1982 and 1984. So ethnobotanist and anthropologist Dr. Wade Davis was brought onto the project at the request of Klein. Now is Wade the one from uh, North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Wade. Uh, actually, if you look up, um, I think it's Hamilton's Pharmacology. It's this guy that, like, it's on Vice, and he just, he's an expert on, like, he's a chemist, but he's an expert on wow. drugs and, like, oh drug gosh. effects. Oh um, Dr. Wade Davis is on an episode of that, and he seems really cool. <laughs> yeah, for real. And, uh, like, he even has a cat that he's just, like, petting. Like, he seems <laughs> like a really, really cool guy. Um, he also has two books that I'll mention later. And he's actually considered like the expert on Haitian zombies now after doing yeah, what what accolades, you know? Yeah, Goodness. Yeah. Maybe we have him on the show. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, so whenever he was brought onto the project, he was tasked with traveling across Haiti to discover what causes Haitian zombies. Gosh. So um Klein, uh, he was seeking to understand what drug was used to create zombies, and he was hoping that could be helpful in medicine, especially when it comes to anesthetics. So, okay. um, Wade observed and participated in some zo- voodoo ceremonies um, while he was in Haiti. Um, within two weeks, he was able to obtain the formula for zombie um, concoctions and take a sample back to Klein for analysis. So he's pretty awesome. Um, And quote from Wade, what we learned was that the poison has nothing to do with making zombies. A zombie is someone who by definition has his soul stolen by a sorcerer. Um, To make a zombie, you capture the soul and that is what flings a person into perpetual purgatory. That is essentially black magic, but it turns out that a very effective time to capture someone's soul is when the soul and the physical body dissociate at the time of death. And so, in Haiti, there are two kinds of death, natural death and unnatural deaths. The poison is a useful way of inducing unnatural death when the negative priest can do their work. Mm. So it kind of gets at what is like they can't do it like if you did just die of natural causes or something. You have to have this concoction yes. to make it unnatural in order to become a zombie. Yes. Okay. Um well, I mean, I think we can kind of tell where this is going. It's like Which it's throws that theory really with dead. the little boy. Yeah, but and right, but it's like, is the person really clinically dead? But this right. sounds like worse than death to me, honestly. Well, that's what I love about Shaun of the Dead, too, is like their satire about how we live our lives like zombies, really yeah. like doing the mundane. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope it's up that whole realm of thinking as well. Yeah. Um, back to Davis, and we'll definitely talk about more of that in a bit. 
Uh, so Davis was able to collect eight samples of the zombie powder, and then and it was from four different regions of Haiti. So he got a good okay. sampling yeah. of, of what these are made of. And so each powder was a little different. As I mentioned, each bakor has their own nuance, so they might have like their own special herb to throw in. But <laughs> there were four ingredients of out of seven of them that were consistent. Oh wow! So, do you want to know what those ingredients were? Yeah, I do. All right. So, um, there was one or more species of pufferfish. Now, this is interesting because pufferfish are poisonous. They contain tetrodoxin. Sorry, I have a hard time with this word. Tetrodotoxin. Okay. Um, and what this causes is peripheral paralysis and extremely low metabolism. Mm. So you can't move, but you're also, you know, not really like using any energy either. Right, right. Um, the second ingredient was marine toad. Ooh, um, I heard of that. Yeah, it looked like a big bullfrog to me. Um, it contains numerous toxins that kill pain and are potentially and are potentially fatal. But I guess if you don't go overboard with that ingredient, like you sense absolutely zero pain. Wow. There's also a hyla tree frog, uh, which secretes an irritating substance, but it's not deadly. I'm not really sure why they threaded. <laughs> um, and the fourth ingredient was human remains. That now. Yeah. So no. those are the ones in common across seven That's of the samples. <laughs> right? Delicious. Don't you just want to put that on some pasta and eat it? You know, this stories like this that make me glad that I made decisions not to eat meat. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, does this not sound like a witch's brew? Like I was just thinking up? about like hocus pocus, like like eye of newt yeah you know, exactly like, like wrong this, kind of stuff this is crazy it's like i gotta go get a puffer fish it's kind of like when halloween town where they're trying to make you know that special serum <laughs> that's what i'm thinking of <laughs> oh that's funny that's true um <laughs> upon, upon these findings davis took special interest in the Tetrodotoxin uh, from the puffer fish. Okay. So apparently, this drug blocks the sodium channels between nerve endings. And this causes a drop in temperature. So you get cold and blood pressure. It causes paralysis, coma, and can't even cause death. But these are all things that at least make you seem dead, right? Right. right. And side note, its pain-killing effects are 160,000 times stronger than cocaine. What? <laughs> you probably feel nothing. Like, it literally prevents you from reacting to stimulus. Uh, okay, wow. Yeah. And I'm assuming since a puffer fish is in the water, that would instantly cause you to drown. <laughs> um, one but yeah, yeah. On land, I guess it's not quite as fatal. Um, so, from all his research, Davis theorized that the tetrodotoxin drug is able to pass into the bloodstream to paralyze the victim because the topically applied powder provides passageways for the drugs by causing irritation and breaking in the skin. So, it's like if you have this pace, it might just slowly like work its way into your bloodstream from being like itchy and irritable. Um, then after the victim is buried, the bakor is able to remove the body um, from the grave. And by that time, the zombie powder wears off and the victim believes himself to be a zombie. Because remember, in Haiti, this is very much a part of the psyche. Right. Um, his research was compiled into two books, The Serpent and the Rainbow. And Passage of Darkness, the oh. ethnobiology of the Haitian zombie. Oh, but those are good reads. But they're intense. Yeah, they have to go on our book list. Yeah, they do. 
Um, oh, God. So there we go. Those are Haitian zombies in a nutshell. And it very much sounds like it's probably from drugs from pufferfish. <clears throat> but what do you think? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm just like stunned, really. I feel like a zombie. <laughs> oh. Uh oh. No, I just think that, wow, like, this is horrifying. I instantly went to human trafficking. If you have this drug, how easy is it? Like, you literally are just your body. Like, your mind is gone. You're just a heartbeat and a body and a shell of who you were. And how easy is it to give something like this to people and put them into, like, sex trafficking? God, I didn't even go there, but yeah. And you think about it, like, you go to a bar, any, or even, it doesn't even have to be a bar, it could be anywhere, how easy it would be to slip someone this. Like, yeah. It really wouldn't be that difficult. I mean, and, and these, these, they really are zombies by the definition of it. Like, they have no control over themselves. They're completely under the power of... I hate this so much. I really fucking hate this. It's horrible. To me, that's worse than death. <laughs> Would some say that we are we are zombies like right now? I I feel like no, because there's consciousness. So sometimes, do you ever feel like like you're on like I don't know uh, Groundhog's Day? I would say there's limit. There's not a whole lot of consciousness because you're doing the same thing. Like you know, kind of like Witch on the Dead. But I know I keep coming back to that, but like how it shows the people that become zombies, but they're just doing like that, duh, 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 like mundane. Yeah, that's almost zombie-like. It's like the mind-numbing aspects of life, I guess, could be zombie-like yeah. because they're thoughtless. But what if you really are a zombie? You don't even know it. I don't think you would care. That's <laughs> what you it know, seems like to you me. You probably couldn't even have like that thought or something. Yeah. So how do you... So where do we get our zombies from then? Because I'm thinking these zombies, they, even though they're still a shell of a person, they don't, they don't have like the crazy skin and all the things like, you know, the aesthetics that we see as zombies. So where, where does that correlation come in? You think? So it sounds to me, and I didn't do a deep dive on that at all. It sounds to me like one, it's a blending of zombies and vampires, but also there was a lot of conflict in Haiti, which, needed american forces to go and help some of the social unrest and it was like the first exposure and i don't quote me on this but i feel like it happened around the 1960s when like sci-fi and night of the living dead all like kind of came out or it was slightly before that and they these gis were exposed to this culture that was so mystical and then they right. came home and it kind of became like what it is and became americanized yeah sure oh man this is really like i guess i didn't realize like how real real dark this is yeah i mean i guess the question is do you believe that zombies are real in the sense of what we know zombies are now yeah i do now yes i do too like if you would have asked me that before this podcast i would have been like no but now, I'm like, I feel like there could be more zombies out there than we even fucking realize. Yeah, and it's really and sad, especially, essentially, they're doing slave labor. Yeah. And, like, so, and you wonder, this information keeps passing on to the wrong people. How long has this been going on, you know? Or, you know, like people are like, what's wrong with this person? Like, why would they do something like that? Well, what if it's because they were really, like, given this concoction and they really are zombies and they can't or like some mixture of this stuff or something yeah like, i kind of go back to the florida man case yeah i'm like it like, had to be something right like i just feel like and not that you know i i'm not i'm definitely not a true crimer kind of person at all but it almost seems like you know with true crime they're always like little things you know like Oh, they were cruel to animals. They there was always some kind of something some sort of trauma, something this yeah. horrific. But it seems like, and of course, not knowing all the facts, 
of this is case, but it almost seems like there was none of that prevalent at all. It was just a normal person and all of a sudden just naps like that. And like, and not just naps, but oh my God, like eating flesh. Like, see, I think, I think the thing with the cases. And I, I purposely chose to have some in America, some in Haiti, and like different types of cases, is they don't seem like the same zombie. Like the Haitian zombies, they just seem like they don't know what the fuck is going on or where they are. But the American zombie in Florida seemed very violent, like what you think of when you right, think... Right, I gotta get more victims. Oh, I have to like, I'm gonna eat people. Like, Haitian zombies aren't necessarily doing any of that. I thought they're just like work slaves or whatever kind of slaves. They're just like mindless shells. But I feel like with this Florida case, it's kind of like, whoa, like, was he doing that because he needed to feed off of a corpse? Kind of like, you know, that's what you you see. And obviously, like, I know everybody, I think most people remember the other case. I think it was also in Florida where the guy like ate the Guy's face and he was on yeah. bath yeah well then what about the little boy though like what was that i see those are the odd ones to me the haitian like, ones definitely seem like this kind of case where you're pretty much a drug-induced slave right but these those but, two in america kind of get to me and the pigs the pigs creep me out because that's scientific oh that you like <laughs> you have, they basically like, did make zombies it's like they reanimated a pig, but it yeah. had no sense of consciousness or brain function. That's really creepy as hell to me. So, I don't know. Like, the true zombies that we think of in pop culture, I think, are very different than the Haitian zombies, first thing. And two, I think science and other types of drugs are taking us into a scary future of the real zombies that we think of in horror movies. I have to agree. It's very scary. And you just think about all the unrest we already have. Somebody got their hands on that. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like that really, that thought, my mind just can't even begin to process. Well, it is spooky season, so I had to pick a spooky topic. That was scary as hell. It might have been the best scary one you've done. (laughs) it reminds me a lot of skinwalkers except it's like the zombies the walker but being right. pulled by the evil witch i don't know if i'm gonna dress up like a zombie anymore i'll say that <laughs> but that's not funny <laughs> i'm gonna be like totally like a crazy person now about it <laughs> uh yeah it was creepy but i'm re- i'm very fascinated by the science from it and how the hell did they figure out this powder to make? I'm very that does I'm very this to people and intrigued all at the same time. I'm very scared. That's scary. It just it, my mind often goes to all the missing people in the world and how difficult it is to go missing. So I always assume okay. that they've probably been kidnapped and human trafficked. And now I'm like, I hope if they are, they are on a drug like this and just have no idea what's going on. It's it's just such a horrible thought. The whole thing. The whole fucking thing. It's just terrible. Yeah. Like this I mean, it's not a new thing, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's oh, oh, that's cringeworthy. Well, there you go. So zombies are real. <laughs> Good story, Adele. Oh my god. I'm gonna sleep great tonight. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, maybe I won't watch Shaun of the Dead. Maybe I'll watch Halloween Town. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That was really fucking scary. Probably the scariest story we've covered. (laughs) Yeah, because it has to do with living. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's exactly right, for sure. So uh, do we want to spend to see what horrors we have ahead of us next week? Yes, sure. All right. And mom's going to be in town with me, so I don't know. I know. We'll have to do something fun. That would be amazing. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Do you see the wheel? Do you see the wheel? All right. So this time I I 
duplicated the list. I was like, okay, yeah, that looks a little different. And I shuffled, shuffled it a lot. So maybe we'll get something worthwhile. But okay, if you hate the topic, okay. just do whatever you want. I will. Oh, well, presenter's choice. Well, okay. <laughs> Are you cool with that? I'm cool with it. All right. I am cool with it. Oh my gosh, Adele, that was amazing. We're not going to sleep at all, and I'm going to see things in a different light. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad you thought it was so spooky. I uh, was doing my research late at night last night, and um, oh. finished it up today during my lunch oh. break. <laughs> you did a really good job. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it out there, and I hope that you are enjoying spooky season, taking it all in. And as we say here... Stay curious. Stay safe. After this story, especially, never trust the living. Trust the living. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Have a great fall, fun, filled week, and we'll see you next weekend. Bye. So long. <laughs> <laughs>